podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody, welcome to Fertile Love of Pomegranate Podcast. That snuck up on me considering I couldn't hear any of the intro outro music there. How's everyone doing as we come here for the team sheet tantrum here for Brentford Game, Brentford versus Aston Villa? Paddy, you might have to take control of an awful lot of this because as you can see, I'm on my mobile phone, my mobile telephone device, and uh, things are a bit difficult for me. But uh, how's life with you today, Paddy? Life is good. It was just just in from boxing training, feeling a bit sore now. Looking yeah. forward to a nice day in front of the telly on my own, but no distractions. I might, might even have, might even break out from my uh, last few weeks of, of uh, not having any beers. If if we win today, I think I might have to have one. But uh, for now, I'm just yeah. hopelessly optimistic about what's going to happen today. And I may come down with a bump, but we'll, we'll ride the emotion while we can. Yeah, I think so. Look, as as we said in the pre-match, everybody, as we said in the pre-match um, the podcast that we did, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it before the game. But look, um, this, is, this is a winnable game, but we also have to be, as Una and Marie and as John McGinn and everybody has been saying, we have to be humble because we are by no means the finished article. We're by no means the well-oiled machine just yet. Yes, we're going through a massive purple patch and long may it continue. And by no means are we talking down what... Uh, what the last uh, seven or eight games have been for the club. But, um, you know, this is Aston Villa and we need to continue to continue to prove to us and to prove to everybody and to prove to ourselves that we can, uh, you know, stay the course over the next uh, over the next six games. And uh, with Fulham just after scoring there against Leeds, uh, you know, it is a case for us to... I, I thought that it would be a case for us to... Uh, maybe Fulham not picking up points there, that we could put... Uh, put a real dent in our European um, European uh, credentials uh, by winning these next two games. But no, we're definitely going to have to win them, I think. So, you know, it starts yep. today and you take every game in, 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 in the silo. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, Matt has, has left us a super chat there. Points to the podcasters. Looking forward Thanks, to Thanks, Peak week with all your musings. Um, tempted to sub- subscribe to The Athletic just to read about how Nassif first got the itch for Unai. Didn't see that bit. I might have to look into it myself. He said that we can save him dollars yeah. and make something up for him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Evans had a great piece out on it, um, and I think he did a great piece in the in the on the Athletic podcast as well, um, which I haven't got a chance to listen to just yet. But uh, I've read the article, and it's pretty, pretty good. I must say, uh, Greg's doing some great long form stuff. Like one of the things, and look, this isn't the sales pitch for the art for the Athletic. Don't get me wrong. I know there's quite a lot of people here that won't agree with uh, long-form articles and stuff like that as well, but there is a time and place, I think, there whereby, you know, the short and snappy stuff, I have a very, very short attention span, and that short and snappy stuff is good for me, but, you know, definitely uh, sitting down and reading in-depth articles that you know and that you can smell and you can almost taste it taking uh, about a month, all right, because you're trying to meet up with loads of different people, um, there's serious kudos for those as well, and I think that... Uh, 
you know, fair play to fair play to everybody who's putting together Villa content, whether they be a part of a media group or whether they be a fan-led media at the moment. Uh, let's ride this horse and let's see how far it takes us for sure. Um, if anyone is wondering what I'm doing here, I'm trying to get on the laptop and it will not let me come on, get on. So, Paddy, I'm going to throw it to you for five minutes if you want to pop up some comments there or until the team sheet comes out because this is beginning to bug me as to why I can't get on my laptop. <laughs> um, I'm having a problem with my mouse, which doesn't help, so I'm uh, <laughs> I'm oh, using no. my little pad here. So Connor is in from Brazil. Nice to see you, Connor. We also have Bertie in from Lisbon. So truly a worldwide podcast, and and uh, yeah, let let us know where where you're where you're looking in from. Um, I know Matt that commented earlier is in DC, isn't that right, Matt? Mike Collins is in LA. Almost game time. Up the villa. Let's do this, lads. Um, Craig reckons I may need to break out the Jameson. <laughs> well, if, if the break out the Jameson is probably from my nerves because this is the most nervous I've been in a long time. I'm genuinely worried. Isn't worried not the word. I, I just, I just so anxious about how how things are going so well, and it's just the Aston Villa way for us all to be worried about how it's gonna how it's gonna end. And and when when it ends, so I think that's the fear at the moment is is just to worry about when it's when it will come to an end, because like all good things, it has to happen. But uh, for now, all we can do is just sit back, enjoy it, and enjoy the ride. Um, who else is there? Paddy, yeah, um, we have team, we have team news. Greg Ev- Greg Evans is after stealing our team sheet tension. He's after logging. He's after popping in the teams there. Uh, so we have Emiliano Martinez in goals, Ezri Kanza, Tyrone Mings, Moreno and Young, uh, Douglas Luiz, John McGinn, Buendia, uh, then Donker, Ramsey and Ali Watkins. No change in the team. Substitution. The subs bench is Robin Olsen, Sinisalo, uh, Diego Carlos, Bertie, Chambers, Duran, Dina, Revan and Patterson. Absolutely no change throughout the course of the whole team. But there must um, be some change so, because uh, we, didn't, we didn't have two goalkeepers last week. We did? Did we? We okay. did. We had Sinis- yeah, we had Sinisalo, Sinisalo and Olsen last week. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, it was okay. the week before where we had that that really young kid. It was named Wright, I think his name was. Remember, we were. Uh, I was thinking that he wasn't a goalkeeper, and then everybody willfully um, informed me that he was a seventeen-year-old or eighteen-year-old goalkeeper who was in the bench. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brentford, Brentford team. And sorry, you can't share share it up with you here. If I can get on to, uh, if I can get on to um, this link. Uh, via my laptop device, I will do that and share it up with the David, David Ray and goals, um, Aaron Hickey and Rico Henry, the two fullbacks with Pinnock and Ben Me. Yeah, so they're going with four at the back. Christian Norgard, who I spoke a bit about in the pre match, is there. Jensen and uh, Janlet comes in into that uh, midfield, and then they've got Kevin Shade, uh, Ivan Tony, and Brendan Buemo up front. So, not really a massive, massive, um change uh, for Brentford but they are going with a 4-3-3 uh, there and Villa will need to keep their eyes open on that one. Um, their bench is Matthew Cox in goals to, uh, Josh De Silva, Yohan Wissa uh, Zanka is there uh, um, Salmon Goddess, uh, Onyeka Damsgaard, Baptiste and Roroslev Roroslev isn't he the guy who came on uh, he was the right back or something or the right wing back who came on and, and scored against us the last uh, uh, in the in the this fixture last year, 
when we, I think we were two nil or one nil up and we ended up losing two one or something along those lines. But I remember Rorslev came in and completely changed the game for them. So stay on the bench, you pup. That's what I say to Rorslev. <laughs> Can't remember too much of, of, of last like of just of bad recollections of all these uh <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's what we said in the uh in the preview, wasn't it? Same team, same subs. <laughs> Same thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, have yeah. bad recollection of all the games against Brentford until until obviously we beat, we beat them at home last year and we beat them four 0 obviously under Aaron Danks earlier in the season. So um, we should have their number. Um, I'm still I'm still confident, but just the nervousness has kicked in today because when when you go and win five in a row, you're and and you're on such a high. All, all you're doing is worrying about what, when this is coming to an end, and you know we've we've all got to be prepared for the come down when it when it does happen. But for now, we'll just be uh, we'll be high on the emotion that we're we're in the European spots. If we stay there, well and good. If not, what can we do? We just get on with it. Um, CPT Nugent is in Tennessee. Wow. And I'm Elijah, just going to take myself off camera here. Yeah, uh, just to get you wonder where I'm going. I'm just going to remove myself and then bring myself. Elijah is in New Zealand. Welcome, Elijah. Um, do, 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 see if we got any other comments here. Wayne is going for a three-one Villa. Not quite as optimistic as that Wayne, but uh, I'll happily uh, snap your hands off for it. Um, do, do, do. Oh, look at that one. Habs is under cover in small heat. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think you can hear us. Can you hear everybody? Good stuff. Oh. Himalaya is in Marseille in France. Um, it was, it was a, there was a couple of rumors there because apparently uh, John Duran had something in his uh, on his Twitter today, which, which seemed like a dream or something. But obviously, he's not starting. I think a lot of people thought he was starting. But uh, didn't come to that. Patrick Cock is in Phoenix. Mark is in Ennis and County Clare, just out the road from me, Mark. Delboy is in London, as we know. Good to see you, Delboy. I think we actually saw Delboy's brother there earlier on, putting a comment on the screen as well. Um, we did. Paul is in Delboy's Manchester. Is, uh, there we go. A convert, I think. How do we... Uh, can you zoom into that? Probably not. I zoom into it, Paddy. He's going to be in trouble with me that at well. <laughs> Sewer Sounds is in Boston. People in from all over the world, Neil. Joe Keating nervously waiting for kickoff in Japan. Have we lost you, Neil? No, I don't think you've asked me, but I, I'm hearing myself three times in my headset, so you're not hearing that, no? No, 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 can't hear that. Anyone else here hearing that? It? M. Richard said, love the short, Paddy. Bit of a story behind the short. This short is uh, Block Rock and Beats. Our good friend, Dick Pierce, um, who's a radio DJ here in Ireland, does some fabulous gigs and does them wearing these shorts. So uh, 
if you if you get a chance to listen out to, to Deck Pierce, give him give him a give him a like on, on the socials. He's playing a big gig in Fairview Park in the summer. Looking forward to that one. I think I fixed Neil, it. I think you, you need to go back on your phone. Do you? Why? Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think I just fixed it there. So apologies about that, everybody. Yes. Sorry about that. I'm I'm uh, I'm on assignment here today. Um, if that's what you want to call it. Which, that's my answer to everything there. <laughs> as I say, as long as you guys couldn't hear it, like, because I was just kept on hearing myself looping in my headset, so that's all good. And I know the audio quality might be as good here because it's coming through the coming through the actual Mac. I've no, I've no um, microphone. I can't get my headset um, paired up here as well. But uh, we'll do what we can do. So, um, yeah, so listen, I suppose... Um, uh, yeah, sorry, I was I was a bit thrown with a lot a lot of that. So the teams there, I suppose, there's no no real um, surprises with those teams. Um, no. One of the big things there is that Unai Emery. Once again, you have to take everything Unai Emery says at face value because he's not a liar. Um, that's what I've tended to believe. He doesn't. He's not one of these players or these managers that goes out and says things in in press conferences to try and get a reaction or to try and maybe throw people off the scent. He spoke about Ashley Young and the fact that Ashley Young is 38 and he's smashing all of the the um the fitness um markers uh, at the moment uh that's fantastic for somebody at 38 but as we all know father time is undefeated and i'm delighted to see him to see him playing here again you know because i think this is a game for him um obviously we don't have maddie cash there so it would be a case of either chambers or Diego carlos coming in should anything happen to Ashley Young? And we've seen Callum Chambers being the man to come in for him in the past few weeks as well. But fair yeah. play to him, you know. The, the two fullbacks are going to be super, super important here because you can be damn sure that their fullbacks are going to get forward. We all wanted Aaron Hickey. Well, okay, I'm going to go back there. We all spoke about Aaron Hickey. and Not so much wanted him, but we all spoke about him. And, uh, you know, he's now playing for Brentford. Rico Henry is somebody that Dean Smith brought to Brentford, if I'm not mistaken, from Walsall. And uh, really, kind of gave him a kick up the posterior, and made you know made him relish the the the, the professional football side of things. They're two good good free flowing fullbacks. I think their centre halves can be got at Paddy. I don't think that that's any any massive um, kind of uh, revelation here with Ben Me and P Pinnock. I no. think Ollie Watkins is is a super matchup for the two of them. As in, the Ollie Watkins will be relishing the two of them there because. I, I personally think that Ethan Pinnock needs a third centre-half beside him because he's a real ball player. But I think Ollie Watkins won't give him a second to 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 um, to settle on the ball. And um, I like the match-up here uh, today, specifically within those with, within that, that, uh, th those full-backs and um, also the fact that Ollie Watkins will, will um, be marshalling, I suppose, in between both Ben Mee and, uh, and Ethan Pinnock. Yeah. Um... Max has asked me for a ref review. <laughs> um, is it is it Michael Salisbury, the guy that got stepped down last week for making an absolute balls? Yes, and stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the fellow who made the balls VAR and yeah. and stuff like that. He, he had a bad um, couple of weeks. I think he got stepped down last week. Yeah, well, that answer your question, Matt. I, I've I've kind of moved on from uh, talking about referees in advance because we all know that uh, they're all as bad as each other. They're all capable of making the same mistakes. I think it totally depends on the opposition what what kind of decisions you get. So I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go down the road of giving out about him before it because I might do it afterwards. Um, Martin McKeever, thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. Thanks, um, really, Martin. 
lovely gesture. Thank you so much. And, and Matt, in again, thanks so much, Matt. Matt guarantees a win if we hit 20 likes on this show. What did, 20, you mean 200 likes, Matt? Yeah, 200 likes. We've, we've, we've 386 people watching at the moment. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah. There's 25 likes already there. So uh, just get clicking on that and that uh, thumbs up button if you can. And if you're not a subscriber, I'm going to say it here as well. If you're not a subscriber, um, consider subscribing to us. You know, it's free and just basically it just drives the algorithm mental and it'll, it'll push us out to other people so that's essentially um the reasons for hitting that thumbs up button and for liking the podcast also putting comments in underneath is just as good too but once again you can't put comments in unless you're unless you're subscribed as far as i'm or unless you're you're signed in and you have to be signed in to hit the thumbs up button and you do that subscribe as well yeah. so um, also, just while we're at it, Paddy, as I say, once again, I, I'm just going to, because there's a lot of people have reached out to me directly um, via DM on this, and they were looking for me to um, maybe share the details of this on, on social media. It's to do with the preseason tour. And um, as I said, biggest biggest reason we wanted to share this information is because there's a lot of people who are maybe thinking about going on the tour and might be put off about potentially having to you know book everything themselves and not be sure what's going on or where match tickets are. Take all the hassle out of that for yourselves um, if you want to, and you can get in contact with Andrew there from Sports Travel Tours. Uh, there's some of the packages on the side there. I will start posting this to social media. There's a couple of people who've said, you put it up in the podcast and then it's gone and I don't have any information. I can't take down what the, what the address is. So I'm going to start posting it on social media um, for, for any of you guys who are interested. Uh, as I say, any of the packages for our um, our preseason tours, you can just go to the Philly game, you can go to the DC game, you can go to uh, Philly and Orlando, or you can go to the full nine days and uh, take all the hassle out of all the, the sub booking that you guys would have to do yourselves and get Andrew in sports travel tours. He's a Villa fan. He's probably watching the podcast here, actually, I would say, because he's back in in uh, in the UK, as far as I'm aware, and he's going to be at the Fulham game on, on Tuesday night. So, um. Uh, as I say, Andrew, hopefully you are. Uh, well, I'm not going to say hopefully you are the lucky charm that's going to take us over the line uh, for these next two games as well. So that's just sports travel tours. Everybody, I just want to share it up again because a lot of people have asked me about it. Now we'll be putting it on social media as well. Um, and as I say, look, the only core goal about doing this is, you know, there's there's not much in it for us at all, if anything. And we just want people to get over and see the, see the games if they want to. So, you know, Andrew reached out to us and we were delighted to to help him spread the word around. So uh, thank you very much to Sports Travel Tours. And and um, if anybody's interested, give him a shout. Absolutely. Make a booking it for you. But going back to the game here. Um, Brendan, Brendan explains uh, our old friend Brendan Waltz explains better Deck Pierce can be found on Today FM here in Ireland he's a DJ um, his show is called Block Rock and Beats it's dance tunes uh, mainly 90s dance tunes we call them so uh, if, if you're among my age group you'll uh, you'll appreciate it more um, and as, as he says you can see lots of Villa, Villa jerseys and stuff at, at his gig so uh, it's good crack uh, the amount of Villa fans you meet I think we, we, we'd had a Christmas party there Neil and a guy came up to us at the door and went up the villa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was just going in. The fella just goes up the villa at the door. Yeah, yeah. So um that was a great night. That was a brilliant night. And Dex a lovely fella as well. You know, he's been through trials and tribulations over the last uh last three or four months, but back on his feet again. And uh yeah, wish him all the best with his new tour as well with Black Park and Beats. Um Back to the game, I suppose, Paddy, for a moment. Um, not that any of that was trivial stuff that we were talking about. It was all important stuff. But back to the game as well. Um, like this, how do I phrase this without without uh, rising Gunners fans? And I don't want to do that. But let's just say 
Arsenal don't win the league. I still think they might win the league. I think if they get a draw at the, during the week against Man City, that they would probably go on and win all the rest of their games and win the league. But let's just say they don't, and let's just say that throws Marteta out of running for, for manager of the season. It's probably then going to run down towards like the Zerbi Unai Emery and, and the man that we're facing up against there, Thomas Frank. And and when the when Stephen Gerrard was relinquished of his role, at Aston Villa. There was talks that Villa were really interested in Thomas Frank. And um, there's now also talks that Spurs are really interested in Thomas Frank. So what I'm trying to get at here, Paddy, is what's Paddy's view on the fact that, you know, there's a lot of talk about potentially a manager moving on. He's been there, what, four years now? Maybe he does see it's time to maybe move on to something different. Do you think that that might be something that might derail their their push for the end of the season. I suppose the best way to derail it is for us to go and beat them today. But um, do you think maybe that kind of chatter and that talk derails uh, derails managers in the final end, final uh, parts of the season? Yeah, well, look, I think if it was our manager being spoken about that way, I'd be very disappointed um, if, the, yeah. if the managers didn't come out and say, look, I'm here for the long haul. I've no intention of doing that, blah, blah, blah. But the guy, the guy is obviously a very good manager. He's really, really loved there. Um, do I think he'll move on? Yes, eventually. I always said that when things started to turn sour, he would probably get a decent enough job. Of the Spurs caliber, I, I, I've no idea. I've no idea what, what, you know, he probably would have been a perfect fit for us at the time when, when, when he was talked about. But for 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 Spurs, it's, it's a huge, huge job and not a job that I would <laughs> wish on my worst enemy, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this, look, the sports job ain't going to get any easier until they get a uh, systemic change, I suppose, from top to bottom because the fans aren't going to accept anything less at this moment in time. But look, as I say, I, I'm reluctant to talk about other teams specifically in this team sheet tantrum because, uh, as I say, we've got lots of other podcasts for that. And specifically, yeah. when the season is over, we'll probably be talking about lots of other teams and speaking to other teams' fans anyway. Anyway, but we. Um, we, we want to concentrate on what we're doing. And I said that to you as well today, Paddy. There was news, and we're not going to talk about it, but there was news uh, that was online today about, you know, uh, administrative is what we would call it, kind of changes coming into Aston Villa. For me, I'm going to be honest, it's been a long time since I've had a chance to be super happy about Aston Villa and concentrate and be really de delighted with what I'm seeing on the field. It's been Martin O'Neill's tenure, so it's really going to be footballing talk with Aston Villa um, and uh, player talk and stuff like that from here on in until the season is over. And then we can look at maybe the other other aspects and the idiosyncrasies that go along with being a fan of a football club, such as yeah. some of the things that were mentioned today. But one of the, th one of the little pieces, Paddy, that uh, I want to talk to you about, and, and this isn't to do with our club per se. Well, it is, it's to do with our players, but not with our club. But uh, there's a pretty kind of historic uh, kind of double loan going on at Middlesbrough at the moment where Cameron Archer is really showing up and and um, and Aaron Ramsey is really showing up for, for Middlesbrough at the moment. And I read an article during the week as well. I think it might have been in The Athletic. I think Greg, Greg Evans might have done some, some more stellar work in this. I can't remember who it was. And this is exactly where I came from. But yeah. these two guys have to be banging on the door. And whether they're going to be you know, mainstays within the team, this just goes kind of to show, I suppose, the importance of getting a brilliant loan for a player at, 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 at the time in, in, in the, that they needed, should I say. Um, and that article was really, really good whereby they talked about the amount of time and effort that goes into picking the teams for players to go um, to go on loan to. What's your views on where these two guys step into, the, step into within, I suppose, the squad structure of Villa next year, Paddy? 
So th- th- there's a lot of play here, and, and there's a lot there's a lot of plate spinning. I I think the 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 most important thing for their future is where we finish at the end of the season. If if we're looking at having to go into a Europa Conference League next yeah. season, these two these two guys have a place in the squad. They could be absolutely vital in that run. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of games, a lot of Thursday night games. It would be nice to go to Azerbaijan and 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 throw those two boys in there, ra- rather than take um whoever comes in in the summer or taking Ollie Watkins or whoever. So I think I think that's what's mainly at play for these two guys. Um, they're not the only two guys out on loan, to be fair. So the, there's there's a lot going on in the background, but I think of of everything we have, they have shown that they could be the next big talent coming coming through from our academy. I hope we get at least. Uh, into Europe, if it's the Conference League, well and good. If it's Europa League, well and good. But that's what that's what where I see them fitting into. They don't take up one of the twenty five shorts allocated so, from yeah. the Premier League allocation. So regardless of what numbers on their back, regardless of how many player, players we have on that team sheet, they can come in as a homegrown talent and sit on that bench. And think until twenty three. Is that correct? Till their till their twenty three. I think, it is, I think yeah, that's how yeah, it yeah. works. If you've, yeah, uh, so, 20, I was, I think yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember. I know the rules change or tweaks, so I can't quite remember what it is. Might be 21, mm. not sure, but yeah, it might, might be 21. Um, but I know that Arsenal in, in European competition as well, you know, this season were able to very much draw on the fact that a lot of their players, even though they might not be English or whatever, a lot of those players are uh considered homegrown players for the length of time they've been at the club considering the time that they, they signed and so on and um, so uh yeah a bit of digging to be done on what that is but I, i'm just not 100 sure of it considering that the, club, the rules slightly changed recently um and i think there was a slight tweak as well after brexit too um yeah a couple of players there mentioned tim and philogy mides finn as i i don't yeah. think we've got room for everybody but I no, do think that we'll see I can see I can see Tim coming back in purely purely because of the, the the issues we've had over the last few weeks. But that comes down to who we buy in the next next three or four months. Um, Tim went off the boil towards the end of the season. He struggled to get into the team at times. Um, Finn Azaz has absolutely been tearing it up. We're, we're, we, me and you are hoping he declares for Ireland, so we'll have him in there. Um, yeah, he's still probably wins for Ireland, so. Yeah. yeah, I still I still think uh Philogene Bedace is probably another loan away from being considered. Um I think I think he will get another year maybe out on loan. But that's that's not to say Uno might have other ideas and you know whatever whatever suits him is absolutely good with me. But I said a lot of a lot of this conversation we need to kick down the road until we see where we finish at the end of the season. Absolutely, absolutely. And going back to this game as well today, just something that popped into my mind. Um that Brentford front three are going to be very, very formidable. You know, this Kevin Shadow guy, he came in with great fanfare in from um, uh, the, the, the German guy. Uh, he came in with great fanfare. He's only played a handful of games. I think it's maybe he's had eight or nine starts, I think, this season. So they they, they see him as a long-term project, but they've they spent decent money on him as well. He's going to be in there alongside Ivan Tony, who 18 goals this season can't be overlooked of. Albeit that a lot of us came in the start of the season, he's still going to take an awful lot of mining. And Brian Bueno has really been like the glue of this team uh, since they came back to the Premier League. Very rarely out of the team, very rarely, uh, you know, kicks up a stink over anything like that. He just seems to be this real um, team player that goes in and kind of gels things up top as well. And the reason I'm talking about these three guys is because we lauded 
uh, Mings and Kanza in, in the in the pre-match podcast as well. And they're going to be a big test for them. I think these this front three are going to be a big test because there's good movement. It's reminiscent of um, of Leicester, albeit not the Leicester team, not the Leicester that we just played um, a couple of weeks ago, but it's reminiscent of the Leicester team that we would have played um, when they did us um, with four goals um, at, at Villa Park. So it's going to be one of those ones I think we're going to need to... Um, we're going to, need to utilize some some bit of smarts, I think, in this one, and and uh, it's good that our, our defensive cohesion is there and it's rocking again because, uh, as I said, they, they're formidable front three. I think they've got a bit of everything in them. Absolutely. Um, thanks for all the super chats that are going in there. Neil, Neil isn't controlling the comments here, and I'm trying to keep up with everybody. Um, so so he makes a good point there. We've, we've dealt with Isaac. Will. And Wilson, Kane, and Son. Why can't we deal with these guys? Absolutely, deal with these guys. Um, a player who uh, we didn't mention there, who who hasn't been playing, is Yanelt. wasn't playing last week. He he's in today, so I like him. I think he's a decent player. I think Norgard's a decent player as well. We discussed him in the preview. Yanelt uh, came in for De Silva, so I think there's a lot more of a, 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 a solid structure there than than what they've seen in the last few weeks. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. And the first 10, 15 minutes are vital and looking forward to this. Another tactical battle from the professor yeah. today. And that's what I think it's going to be. I do think it's going to be a tactical battle. I'm uh, If everybody wants to start popping in their, their uh, scores there, um, we'll try and get down through them. I've got access to it here now, so I might be able to click down through them uh, okay. there. But my, my kind of view on it today is I think we're going to go back to kind of the, the games that we would have played against. Think back to Leeds, think back to Spurs. I think we will do a good bit of soaking up pressure here, trying to draw those fullbacks forward, trying to maybe isolate uh, uh, an Ethan Pinnock and, and Ollie Watkins uh, together, and maybe then with uh, Buendia running on an overlap behind Ben Mee or something along those lines uh, to try and maybe break the team down. So I'm not expecting fireworks in this one, but I am expecting um, I am expecting that uh, Villa can go out and win this game 1-0, um, 2-1 uh, today for sure. As I said, with mm. every game that Una Emery plays, you think that we're going to keep a clean sheet. It wouldn't surprise me if we kept a clean sheet uh, today. wouldn't surprise me if it was a nil all. Well, it would surprise me considering we haven't not scored. But once again, you mentioned it. You hit the nail on the head. And like we could literally press play on a recording for this, Paddy. But if we score an early, early goal, we aren't losing this game today. I, 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 Sorry, I'll go back. If we score a goal, an early goal today, I find it difficult to see us losing this game today just based on the massive amounts of consistency that we have. Now, the team always have like there is always the propensity for a bad day at the office, like we did it, like we had against uh, Leicester. But those bad days have been really few and far between. I got really cross over a Liverpool game. That'll tell you. Remember when I got really cross and I started? I, I I was so I was almost out of character with how negative I was about the defending against Liverpool. I was right about it, but I was overly negative in the way that I sta- stated it. But we weren't actually destroyed in that game with the amount of attacking intent that we had. That's the way we've been playing so far is that we've got lots of attacking attempt, but we've shortened up at the back and we've tightened up at the back. And our consistency yeah. is through the roof. Granted, we are the farm team in Europe at the moment. So, you know, um, I'm going to go with a 1-0 Aston Villa today. Uh, I don't know who's going to score. Wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't Watkins, but uh, I don't know who's going to score today. I'm going to go think, with my defensive goal again. I think this is getting a bit closer. I'm getting a bit more optimistic. and, and uh, Good. It's not... It's not, it's not, it's not even beer in my system to make me do this, but I'm going to go with a two 0 win today. Just want to, just want to go back to this comment that Mark makes here. Mark, Mark uh, has been on with us before. Yeah, he's on the, he's on the Aussie Villains podcast with Mark and Tez and Paul and 
all the guys there, if you get a chance, have a listen to them. They're, they're four guys based in Australia, um, all Villa fans. But he said the ideal scenario is that Borough get promoted and the, and we, we send them back there for a year to get Premier League experience. That would be absolutely brilliant. But it depend, depends on how much we need them next year as well also. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, as I said, that would be the Carlsberg don't do um, best case scenarios uh, kind of situation for us if that was to happen. But, um, you know, we'll we'll worry about us getting into Europe first and then we'll worry about what happens uh, after mm. that. But a couple of scores there, guys, and we're going to leave you then to it. But so Western Oud says 2-2. Captain, New- Captain Nugget says 2-0 uh, to Villa with Ramsey and Watkins. Michael Huggins says 1-0. Uh, Junior Bennett says 2-0 Villa. Um, Daniel Hughes says four 0 to Villa. The C, the sewer sound, our sewer sound says think we're for a gritty comeback draw two two. Um, the Sandman says two one to Villa. Uh, Elijah Wilkes says two 0 to Villa. Rachel says two one Villa. Peter Bullivan says three one Villa with Watkins getting two and McGinn. Uh, Ashley Hall says five two to Villa. That would be one for match of the day for sure. Duncan Kilburn says two 0 to Villa. Uh, two cash six 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 says two 0 to us. To Villa, I presume. Yeah, oh yes, because we're the waiting. Dan Fre- Dan Ferry says one 0 Villa. Uh, the big match you won a two says two 0 to Villa. James Burns says three uh, one to Villa. Michael Richards says two 0 to Villa. I love the way we just call him Michael Richards the whole time. <laughs> I do it actually. I do it, and sometimes I don't even read. I don't even mean to do it. It just rolls off the tongue. Uh, John Steele says one 0 to Villa. Martin McKeever says three one to Villa. Everything Villa says one uh, 0 to Villa. Just a, prof- uh, a, prof- a professional performance. Lee Robbins says 1-0 to Villa. James Cartwright says 3-1 to Villa. I've had a Jameson. That's the job, James. It's never too early uh, to have one of those. Um, Darren, Car- Darren C says 3-2 to Villa. Watkins and Dunker and Bertie off the bench. Savas Villa says 2-0 to Villa. Um, JMTD says 2-1 Villa. We'll score from a corner. Um, Tawan says, I say we score one in the first half, one in the second half, 2 0 Villa. Uh, RA Venture 26 says 1 0 to Villa with Moraine. I've seen a couple of people saying that it's Moraine's time to score today online today, so mm, I like that. There's something in it, my, and it would fit in with my uh defensive goal uh prediction as well. Mike Collins says 1 0 to the Villa. Paul McAllister says B to be sent or me to be sent off for a second yellow. Villa to win by 2 0. Um, Jordy Villain says nil at halftime, 3 1 at Villa, second half, one early and two late goals. And I'd love that that was the case. I could, I could see a nil nil at halftime for sure. Lewis Briggs says 1 0 to Brentford. Um, Brad, Bar- Brad Barnett says 2 0 to Villa. Charlie Carter says 3 uh, 1 to Villa. Charlie Carter, you, you, weren't, you didn't play football for Dublin in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, by any chance, did you, Charlie? Um, the great Charlie Carter. Uh, Carl Halpin says, um, uh, oh, was it Charlie Redmond? It was Charlie, Charlie Redmond, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Carter. Charlie Carter maybe play Harlem Cock or something like that. I don't know. Charlie Carter. I chose to gloss over him. You realise what you've done wrong. Yeah. Charlie Redmond is who I was thinking of playing for Dublin. Carl Halpin, 2-1. Charlie Redmond's a Man United fan. I was, I was, I'm, I'm up since five o'clock with the little one, so I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth now. Uh, King Cassidy, 2 1, uh, Watkins and Bundia, Richard Edwards, 2 1, Villa, uh, Watkins and uh, Watkins and Bundia again. Are Keith Cassidy and Richard Edwards the same person? I've never seen them in the same room together, so, uh, I'm led to believe that they're the same person with the exact same uh, prediction there. Uh, Rob Henry says, 2 1, Villa come back from one down, Ollie tapping him again. Uh, to score, Tony Belfast two, says 2-1 to Villa. 
Where are we? 2-1 says Habs. Uh, Habs says 2-1. That's what my brain says, but I wouldn't put my house in it. Ashley Hall says 5-2 Villa again. But a hat-trick and Tony from... Watkins hat-trick and Tony from Corners. Um, uh, where else are we? I'll take a 1-0 win, 2-0. Uh, yes, Paddy, 2-0 win today. I think Duran will get a late goal. Watkins ha- uh, has to get at least one. Ramsey to uh, 3-1 to us, says John McBride, the McBees. Um, where else are we? Where are we? 2-1 Villa, says Owen Bradley. Macadamia says 4-1 Villa. Sanjay, this is, do you know what? I must say, it's a joy. I'm I'm struggling to keep up with all the comments with the, because uh, I'll tell you something, back in October and September last year, there was barely any comments coming in for scores. So this is a joy to have uh, a struggle <laughs> to keep up with these. Sanjay says 3-2 says to Villa. Damien says 2-1 to Villa, hopefully. Probably a 2-2. Alex Dowden says 2-1 to Villa. Standing on the on the word says 2-1 Villa. Hi-ho, Aston Villa. 2-1 with Watkins and Buendia. Uh, Paul Lee says 4-1 Villa. Uh, Jonathan Kinsler says 1-0 to Villa. Ben, ben Buff says 1-0 to Villa. Uh, 2-1 to Villa. Says, uh, Ramsey Watkins says Mark, uh, says Mark Holmes. Uh, Tom Muirhead says Villa to win 2-0. Gene Taylor says 2-0 to Villa. Really random review says 3-0 to Villa. Sk- uh, Scook, scook, okay. <laughs> Great name, by the way. Great I, I actually read this, but I was not going to read this. Out. <laughs> uh, for the latest edition, Barky W says 1 0 to Villa. Concept the score. Um, Himpus says 1 0 to Villa. Going to be a KJ affair. Sharik says 2 1 to Brentford, sadly. Um, Jim. Quarterman says 4 0 to Aston Villa. And uh, Wilson Tran says 2 uh, 1 to Aston Villa. 6 0 to Villa, says Adam. Um, where are we? 2 1 to Villa, says Ronan Ward. He's there in Kilkenny. He's in the exotic parts of Kilkenny there. Uh, so I have some photos he had up earlier on. Uh, Jason O'Brien says 1 1. Steve uh, says 1 0 to Villa. Matt Parker says 2 0 to Villa. Villa 1982 says 2 0 to Villa. 100 0 to Villa says Slanja. And um, Charlie Carter was corner forward for Kilkenny. Kilkenny. I knew there was a Charlie Carter that played somewhere along the line. I would have got that if I had even a modicum of a caffeine in my body at the moment. Um, Sammy Gull says 2 0. Um, Falia Babu says. 3-0, easy. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, Neil will read anything that's on the teleprompter. 101-0 Villa. Uh, Pete still says 2-1 Villa. And Rob Finnegan says 2-0 Villa for me. And that's it. No more scores. Right, tough. No more scores. Um, and if, some, if somebody wants to uh, put on a nice little responsible bet, I'm looking at Alex Moreno for the first goal here is 45-1. to 19 to 1 to score at any time. <laughs> wow. 19 to 1 score at any time. Yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah. That'll do. That responsibly. <laughs> that responsibly for sure. Well, we're eight min- we're 18 minutes over the allotted time that I was given. And I'm going to get eaten when I go back downstairs now uh, because I have a little, little lady who's been mad to play with, her, play with her daddy there since she woke up. So we're going to leave it at that, everybody. Get yourself settled in front of the ta- in front of the TV if you're watching TV. If you're in the ground, let us know in the post-match what the, what the atmosphere is like. I don't know of anybody... Um, who's been to Brentford, or sorry, I don't know of many people who have who've been to Brentford uh, 
um, and seeing an Aston Villa win. Actually, I don't think there's probably anybody alive considering something like 1947 since the last time that uh, that, that, that happened. So uh, if you're there and if Villa do get a win out of this, just remember that you're making history. And even if you're not there and you're watching it, just remember that this team are making history and long may it continue. So until then, everybody, we'll see you back here for a post-match podcast after, directly afterwards at 4.55 here, Irish and UK time. Um, we'll see you here for that. And in the meantime, all that's left to say is stay safe, stay healthy, and up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.